Good morning. Today is May 25th, Monday, 2020. Shavuos this year will be unique. So I hope to be sending you uh, today and over the next several days many, many uh, resources to help prepare for Shavuos in advance and also uh, to send to you prayers that we recite, recite on Shavuos, uh, Luach of the times, the schedule, the laws of Shavuos, as well as a lot of material that you will be able to download and print uh, before Yom Tov in order to uh, learn on Shavuos in addition to whatever else that you have uh, prepared. Uh, but I thought that I would review just a few of the halachos and practices that will apply uh, some every year, but those that are unique to this year in getting ready for Shavuos. One that would apply regardless, and that is that this year Yom Tov is Friday and Shabbos, and that means that on Thursday, on Erev Yom Tov, we are required to make an Eruv Tavshilin. Erev Tavshilin means that on Erev Yom Tov, so this year Thursday, we take an egg and we make a hard-boiled egg, and then we take uh, a piece of matzah, a full piece of matzah, and we put it together on a plate, and there's a bracha to recite and a paragraph to recite, which is found in the Sidur, and that is the beginning of our preparation for our Shabbos meal. Those foods that we set aside should be eaten at one of the Shabbos meals. And with that ceremony, we are allowed on Friday to cook from an existing flame for Shabbos. So if you would like any fuller explanation of that, I have an article that I can send to you and I'm happy to answer any questions. But in any event, to remember to make an Eru Tavshilin this Thursday so that we can cook on Friday for Shabbos. This Shabbos is Yizkar. Now we are going to have a uh, pre-Yizkar ceremony this Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Zoom. Uh, Hazen Weinbach will be with us and I hope that you will plan to join us. So we will not be having this session of 10 at 9 on Thursday morning. Rather, we will have the um, pre-Yom Tov uh, Yizkar together. I hope that you will join us. But even if you have said Yizkar on Thursday, it is still the right thing to say it again on Shabbos. And it is still the right thing that a separate, even if it is a smaller donation, but a separate donation should be pledged at the Yizkar that you say at home on Shabbos. Many people have the custom that when there's a day of saying Yizkar, before Yom Tov, we light a candle, a yardside candle. So if that is your custom, that's fine. The only thing to remember is there are different opinions about whether that candle can be lit on Yom Tov, even though we have an Eruv Tavshilin, it is still preferable to get a two-day candle, a candle of the last two days, a Yartek candle the last two days, and to light that candle on Thursday afternoon before Yom Tov starts, preferably. That is the preferable thing. 
There's a custom on Shavuos to have dairy meals. What meals they are is completely up to you. Some people have the custom to have only dairy. Some people mix dairy at one meal, meat at other meals, different customs, however you want to do it. The only thing that is important is that the dairy meals should likewise be uh, elegant and festive and delicious meals. The idea of dairy is not just to have um, a cheese sta sandwich standing at the standing at the sink. The idea is it should be a yum tov meal, but dairy instead of meat. There is a halakha that goes like this. Everyone knows that when a person has had meat food, we have to wait six hours before we have dairy. However, if we have dairy, let's say milk, for example, we do not have to wait any amount of time before we have meat. The only thing we have to do is we have to change the utensils that we're using. So different utensils, different plates, different uh, uh, serving pieces, as well as we're required to eat something that is parav and drink something that's parav, like a cracker and a, and, a, and, a, and a glass of water, but no time amount is necessary after meat before eating dairy. The exception to this is hard cheese. The halacha is that if a person has a food that is called hard cheese, then that requires waiting the full six hours before having meat afterward. What is hard cheese? So here you'll hear differences of opinion. Let me just share with you my opinion. My opinion is actually quite limited. The definition of hard cheese for this purpose is cheese that has been aged at least six months and cheese that when it is in its block form is very difficult to bite. It's so hard that usually to eat it, it has to be grated. Practically speaking, in my opinion, the only cheeses today that would be considered hard cheeses would be grated uh, Parmesan or Romano cheese or something like that. But something like Swiss cheese or cheddar cheese, in my opinion, those are not considered hard cheeses and a person does not have to wait six hours before having meat. There is a practice on Shavuos night to stay up all night studying Torah. So the one thing I want to mention about this, because we're not able to gather, there might be a temptation to try to gather, let's say, one or two families on your back porch to learn together, which is a very, very nice thing if you're keeping social distance and uh, it's completely safe. It's a very nice thing to do. The only thing is, please be considerate of your neighbors. If you and your neighbor are on your back porch and it's two in the morning and you're arguing about a Gemara and your voices are raised, there are people that are trying to sleep and it's not right. In general, um, the, the municipalities have restrictions on noise being made outside, but from the point of view of Jewish law, a person should be even more strict about that. And to, to do something outside that causes upset to a neighbor is, is not worth it, even if I think that it's a mitzvah, but if it bothers a neighbor, uh, it's not a good idea. And don't say, oh, I'm sure 
my neighbor loves to hear me learning Torah at three in the morning. They're not going to mind. Um, assume they're going to mind. So be careful about that. There are three aspects to the practice of staying up all night and learning Torah on Shavuos night. One is that Shavuos is a holiday that celebrates learning Torah. So we receive the Torah at Har Sinai on Shavuos and we want to study it. We love it. We want to study it. That applies not only the nighttime, but it applies all of Shavuos, the whole, two, for us, the, the full two-day holiday. A second goal of learning Torah on Shavuos night is related to a story that is told by the, by the Shalah that I've shared with you, that in Tzfat, about 400 years ago, almost 500 years ago, there were a great, uh, a, a small number of very great Kabbalistic scholars, and they were up studying Torah all night long, and there was an angel, a Malach, that came to visit them and told them how pleasing it was that God was so pleased that the Jewish people were up all night studying Torah. So there is this more mystical or Kabbalistic aspect of studying Torah on Shavuos night. The third part of learning Torah all Shavuos night is really the more normative opinion, and that is to allow us to make sure that we daven Shachris on Shavuos morning at the earliest opportunity, Vasikin. Vasikin means we reach the Shemona Esrei for Shachris at the moment of sunrise. So let's just say, I didn't work out the times yet, but let's just say sunrise is at uh, 4.15. I, I will check the time and I'll be sending it to you exactly. But let's just say it's 4.15. So you have to calculate how long does it take you from the time you start brachos until the time that you get to uh, Shemona Esrei Shachris. Let's just call it 30 minutes. So you would start at 3.45 and then you would get to the Amidah by 4.15. That is the earliest correct time to daven chakras. And the reason for that is as follows. Rashi quotes the Medrash that on the morning of Shavuos, when God was ready to give the Torah to the Jewish people, God was the first to appear at Mount Sinai. And God was waiting for the Jewish people to show up. But uh, they slept a little bit late that morning. So Hashem was there first and he was waiting for them. Okay, first of all, one lesson is a teacher should always be first waiting to teach students. But the second lesson is a little bit more um, critical and that is <laughs> if you're about to have a day that will go down in history as the greatest revelation that God has ever revealed himself not only to the Jewish people, but to all mankind, you could get up a little early. It's not a day for sleeping in. And because of that lack of alacrity, the Jewish people accepted upon themselves the custom to stay up all night in order to daven at the first, earliest available moment. How are you going to stay up davening? How are you going to stay up for the earliest davening? Well, not by reading a novel and not by playing cards and not by telling Lashonara, but by learning Torah. And therefore, this learning Torah is preparatory 
to being able to start chakras at the earliest available moment. Okay, three different reasons. I will confess to you that from my own personal point of view, this is the part of Shavuos that uh, worries me the most because it means a great deal to me. It has always meant a great deal to me to be able to stay up all night teaching Torah and learning Torah and then davening at the first available moment. It is always every year a very uh, emotional and moving and significant uh, experience for me. And uh, the truth is, I do not know if I have the strength to be able to do it on my own. I will have try to learn. I don't know if I'll stay up all night, which means I don't know if I'll be able to daven chakras at the earliest available moment. And so I um, look forward to uh, the possibility of having to be uh, disappointed uh, with that for this year. Of course, I understand the reason that I have to be disappointed in this detail is in order to be able to serve Hashem by remaining socially distant, by protecting my health and the health of others. And I hope that Hashem will accept the mitzvahs that we are performing of being exceedingly careful about our health, even if they come at the expense of the practice of being able to stay up all night and davening chakras at the first available moment. Hopefully this will allow us next year to be able to be physically together, learning together all Shavuos night and davening together at the earliest possible moment, Shavuos morning. On the first day of Shavuos, so there is a practice in shul that just before we begin the Torah reading, we recite a poem called Akdamos. And by the way, I'll be sending you, as I mentioned, all the prayers of Shavuos, and this will be included in the prayers that I send. It's a very beautiful poem about the nature of the Torah that is being given to us that day. Of course, <coughs> as it is part of the Torah reading, and we do not have the official Torah reading at home, it is not obligatory to say. However, just like it is the right thing, as I've mentioned, to study the Torah reading, a person is certainly allowed to read the Akdamos poem, either in the original Aramaic or in Hebrew or in English, and it is very beautiful. I urge you to do so. Similarly, on the second day of Shavuos, we have the practice in Shul to read Megillus Esther, the, uh, uh, Megillus Rus, the Book of Ruth. It is a very significant and intrinsic part of Shavuos on many different levels, as we've discussed over many years. Again, at home, there is no obligation because the obligation to read the Book of Ruth is only within a minion. At home, privately, there is no obligation, but clearly there too, the mitzvah to study the Book of Ruth is certainly something that is appropriate and I would uh, urge you to do. Also, in our shul, on the second day of Shavuos, we have a custom to recite a second poem called Yetziv Pizgam as part of the Haftorah for the second day of Shavuos, somewhat similar to the Akdamas on the first day. Here too, again, no official obligation, but certainly one may say this poem, and it is particularly meaningful, and I urge you to do it. Again, as I mentioned, Yizkar, 
is said on Shabbos, the second day of Yom Tov, even without a minion. And again, even if a person participates on Thursday, it is still the right thing to repeat it on Shabbos. And again, always keep in mind that Yizkor is about remembering and paying tribute, but it's also about pledging funds to tzedakah. And a person should make sure that they pledge funds to tzedakah um, when they mention those prayers um, in a merit for those loved ones that passed away. As I said, there'll be a lot more information and material that I plan to share. If there is anything that you think that would be helpful to you in preparing for Shavuos, please let me know and I'll try to provide it. Uh, but again, uh, we need to give ourselves permission. I'm going to give myself permission that if in some way we do not live up to the way that we would like to observe Shavuos completely because that we are observing social distancing and safety and being careful about we ask Hashem to accept that on behalf of our attempt to observe Shavuos. So those are some of the details for this year. I want to wish you a great day, a very happy Shavuos, and we look forward to the next few days of preparing for this wonderful Yom